Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode five of Soft Skills Engineering, the podcast where we talk about the everything else, the non-technical side of software development. I'm one of your hosts, Dave Smith. And I am one of your other hosts, Jameson Dance. And there is not a third host. <laughs> the silent host. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, today we're going to be talking about money. Yeah. Um, and Jameson, I think we have a question about money. Is that not right? We do. So I'll just read it. What are common ways developers are compensated? Do developers usually get a bonus? Stock options? Uh, usually it's just good feelings, right? Um, oh, no, it's it's with passion. <laughs> no, passion is how you compensate oh, right. <laughs> other people. You give them your passion. And then they give you money in exchange. And then you get like respect, maybe. Oh, respect. Or do you... Oh, you your, your personal brand? <laughs> I was just going to say that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Exposure. Working for exposure. Uh, I, I think this there's a huge variety of, of how people are compensated. And it probably depends yeah. on the industry and also the size of the company. Uh, yeah. Like, are you a tech company whose primary job is software development? Or is software development kind of a secondary concern for your company? Mm -hmm. I think that makes a big difference. I, I assume this person is also asking about compensation ranges also. What's mm -hmm. a, a crazy or non-crazy amount of money to expect or ask for? Right, right. How much should I get paid in dollars? Yeah. U.S. dollars for our international listeners? Yes. Not Canadian dollars? Is no. that a thing? Uh, yeah, I think it is a thing. I, I know there's I, Canadian pennies, but... I don't know. About There's something dollars. to do with toonies. Is that a, a coin or is that know. what they call their currency? <laughs> Please let us know. Yeah, let um, us know. The, so this is an interesting time to be asking this question because I think there's probably more information out there than, than ever before. There's sites like Glassdoor or salary.com mm -hmm. where you can mm -hmm. go just like type in the name of your company. And if it's a big enough company, somebody might have put in a report about here's what I do. Here's my, yeah. my salary range. They kind of anonymize the range too. So if just one person submits and types yeah, in their yeah. exact salary and you know there's only one person that has <laughs> yeah. that job at that company, you don't know what that person makes exactly, but... Now you do. Yeah. <laughs> More or less. I, I, I actually recommend not putting your salary information if you're only a team of two or three people. But if other people do it, feel free to benefit from it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, th that's also biased of... of well, all self-reported salary information is biased. Mm-hmm. Uh, It'll, it'll always probably go up. Oh, really? You think people who report their own salary will oh, inflate yeah. it? Um, just in general, self-reported things that reflect like mm. that the people are tied to personally are always yep. inflated. Okay. Um, that goes with like body weight or body measurements or just any anything. Uh, IQ. Yep. Yep. There's, there's biases. But ha that, Handsomeness quotient. <laughs> <laughs> I always well, inflate that one. You, you can't go above 10, Dave, so... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Once you're at a 10, you're already there and, and you're there. Um, another interesting thing is if it's a well-known company, like a Google, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. there's a ton of information about how this works at Google. And a lot of it is just in like random form posts from Google engineers. Well, they're, they're, they'll tell you like, here's what my interview process worked what was. Here's how I negotiated. Here's what the mm -hmm. offer was like. And mm -hmm. um so, so the advantage of working at one of those companies is you have a lot more information going in to what competing offers look like. Uh, yeah, you definitely have a sampling anyway of those people who self-reported. But uh, that's true. Maybe those I, are the famous people that have great negotiating power too. 
I will tell you that um, one of the things I've observed is that salaries vary significantly. I mean, significantly. It's it's uh, strange in our industry, but you know, someone who's been working in the industry for 15 years uh, could be making a lot more money than someone who just got out of college and is just starting out. And uh, maybe that's normal in all industries, but I don't know. It, it could also be the other way around too. I've I've noticed yes. that that yes. someone who just got out of college, if they went to the right college or if they have the right internships or they just did something that made them famous in college could be making a lot more than someone who's been in the industry for 15 years. Yes, that is true. Um, especially with recent years, at least in the U.S., software developer salaries have gone up uh, a lot faster in about the last four or five years than they had historically. And so if you're a, a seasoned, experienced veteran and you haven't been riding that wave, there's a chance that more junior people are making more than you now. Yeah, and... Uh, I guess this comes up whenever we talk about salary, but salary is, is so tricky because it's tied to your worth. And at the same time, it isn't tied to your worth. Mm -hmm. Like, um, from, from people that I know what they make, it, it correlates very little to how useful they are to the company and a lot more to the circumstances when they join, like what you said about what's the hiring market like when they joined and yep. also just how much they negotiated do they even do they just not want to negotiate or yeah they, did they work to get a bunch of competing offers so they could say well this person offered me this much and mm -hmm. um and it also has to do with your previous employer like if your previous employer paid you an unusually high salary then you will carry that for the rest of your job your professional life um usually yeah especially if you answer when they ask you how much you made at your previous job yeah. and you and you don't say here's how much I want to make. <laughs> yeah, it's actually really hard to weasel out of that question. I've had a coworker try to do that during negotiations where he said he was getting an offer and of course the recruiter wanted to know how much are you currently being paid? And he said, you know what? I don't want to tell you how much I'm currently being paid because I want you to make me your best offer so that you, I can understand where your values are. And they, that made them really uncomfortable. <laughs> they really sweated through that one. And he said, look, here's my minimum. I need this much to just live on. Like, this is what I need to pay my bills. Mm -hmm. Now, what, what do you offer? And uh, he was pleasantly surprised with how big of a raise he got doing it that way. But I mm -hmm. think that could go either way. I, I don't think there would be a downside to at least trying that, though. I mean... Well, you yeah. run the risk of anchor bias. Like if they throw out a number and then that becomes the basis for future negotiations, but that number is extremely low, then you're, you know, it creates this psychological effect where they're like, well, he wants 40% more than we offered. You know, it's no good. Do you want to work for a, a company that would lowball you like that though? <laughs> I mean, do, do you think that I, if you set a number first and it was 40% higher than what they were thinking that that that, that would work out? I don't know. I don't either. Okay, we've gotten into negotiation, which is a little. Yeah, off I don't the really want to talk question. about negotiation anyway. I don't think you do either. Um, but this person asked about bonuses, stock options. Okay. So let me tell you what I've seen. There are typically four parts to developer compensation. You have a base cash salary that's paid out in a traditional paycheck, you know, monthly or biweekly or something. You have um, stock options, which are often included, and that's um, we can talk more about that later. You have benefits like health insurance, dental insurance paid time off, 401k matching contributions, things like that. And then you have um, a bonus, like an annual or quarterly bonus that's based on your performance. It's typically like a percentage of your salary that you can earn above and beyond your salary. So like, you know, it's pretty common in our industry to see single digit to 10% 
uh, bonuses paid out annually. Um, I've seen that. Have you seen that, Jameson? Uh, not personally, but I've heard of it. Yeah. Okay. So um, those, that's those are the four most common uh, components of compensation in the developer landscape that I've seen. Have you seen anything else besides that? Like maybe payment via chicken or land? Segway. <laughs> autonomous <laughs> robots. No, no, that seems pretty basic. And it's also fair to note that um, different businesses will have different strengths in, in mm-hmm. those different areas. And, and some place might not pay very much in annual salary, but they have a lot of money set aside for bonuses. Yes. Or they yes. might have really bad benefits and really great salary. And then you have to yep. weigh, okay, I have to pay a bunch more money if I ever have to go to the doctor. So yeah, exactly. And I, I remember uh, one time I got a job offer to go work for a company for like, I want to say it was like a, a 15 or $20,000 raise and it was going to be awesome. But their benefits, air quotes, were so expensive that it erased like 80% of that Mm -hmm. um, just in freaking health insurance premiums that I would have to pay out. And so I was really glad to have the full picture because I could have gotten over there and been like, yay, I'm rich, Mm -hmm. you know, and then really you just are not really getting much of a raise at all. Yeah. Um, I guess one more thing is the the cost of living if you have to relocate. Oh, absolutely. Huge. I mean, often people pay relocation expenses, but if mm-hmm. if that that's a one-time thing, and then yeah. if the cost of living is 50% higher or like 300% higher if you move to downtown San Francisco, um, yep. your, your salary is probably not 300% higher. Maybe it is, but... No, it, it not usually. Not I, I've <laughs> usually... So I've worked for companies that have headquarters in California with satellite offices outside of California, and... I've seen as low as a 12% differential in salaries where they say, if we pay you X to live outside of California, when you move to California, we'll pay you X times 1.12. You know, that was a weird Mm -hmm. way to say that. (laughs) (laughs) 1.12. That's. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe you can throw some other variables in there and then we can do some (laughs) linear algebra to solve (laughs) for what you mean. (laughs) Um, Just do the following brute force chain matrix multiplication. and. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I think one other aspect of compensation that is a little bit invisible is the effect on future salary. I guess you talked about it a little bit where if you get a high salary, you're, you're probably going to earn not a, a, a lot less than that. Um, but, but also if there are opportunities to, uh, grow career wise, like mm-hmm. to, to become a, a more experienced developer that can carry over and, and and be a big difference. I, I guess that's that's hard to judge for real yeah, though. Pretty intangible. And and every place, every every kind of like junky little one person startup is like huge growth opportunities. And then <laughs> most of them will fail. So yeah. you, you will grow back to your mom's basement. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's what they mean by growth. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna humble you great in that <laughs> physical strength as you move all of the furniture back to the repo man. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry if that's happened to you. I'm really, truly sorry. <laughs> uh, you're probably a great person. I don't mean that. I just, <laughs> just uh, yep. Oh, so how, how do you judge those intangible things? Because, well, I mean, clearly you should ask about the four things you mentioned. I think that's that's a pretty, yeah. pretty sound you- framework. And, and no one, if, if someone is offended by you asking that, you don't, want to work there <laughs> yeah I, I actually think this is a, a really good point because developers are often pretty uncomfortable talking about these topics but usually the person you're asking is 
this is their bread and butter. They deal with these things every day. Mm-hmm. And so for you to say, you know, tell me some more details on this compensation, they'll be like, oh yeah, no problem. And you might be like, oh boy, I'm sweating under my collar here asking these uncomfortable questions, you know, but it's not, it's generally not uncomfortable. So ask, ask, ask. Mm-hmm. Um, I even take it a little further. Like I'll say things like, oh, you have a, you have a 10% annual bonus. What, what is the distribution like? What percentage of people get the full 10% every year? You know, like I'm trying to figure out if I can count on this um, or if it's, you know, going to be something that they promise and then never deliver on. Yep. Um, so yeah, like these are questions you need to ask. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Is there anything else you want to cover about that? I feel like we talked about it. Pretty... Well, are, are you going to tell the internet how much you're getting paid right now? <laughs> Uh, I, it was my birthday the other day and uh-huh. I turned 29. So my wife put $1 in 29 separate balloons. So I just, I got paid $29 the other day. <laughs> in one day? Yeah. In one day. <laughs> wow. But you all had to pop the, all those balloons. I had to pop day. all the balloons and then I had to clean them up afterwards. So <laughs> I didn't figure out the hourly rate, but it was pretty good. Um, oh boy. But no, I'm not. Um, yeah. So I why, done why don't we talk about it? Like, why don't we tell people? Uh, because we're scared that we either make more or less than the people that are asking and either way someone's going to be mad yeah it can be so i've got a a friend of mine who he likes to play what he calls the salary game and this is where you agree that you would like to know how much someone is making and they would like to know how much you are making and you both must promise up front to disclose and then you both also have to promise that you won't be mad no matter what and if you can agree to those terms, then you can play the salary game. Hmm. <laughs> there, I mean, there are some companies that do open compensation where yeah, it's they, just in are. a spreadsheet and you can just look up how much everyone makes. And there you are know, some people in your company that have that spreadsheet, even if you don't do open compensation. There's some is, HR person that knows how much everyone makes probably. There's probably surprisingly num- a surprisingly large number of people who have access to that, like the people that run your payroll, your HR, your manager, mm-hmm. uh, maybe your manager's peers. You know, it depends on the company. Mm-hmm. Um, Um, and also the people who do open financial or open salary disclosure, what I have found is that they typically will publish, uh, bands where they say, you know, between X and Y dollars per year, if you perform at this level, you're in this band. And so you don't usually don't know exactly how much, but you'll know like, oh yeah, Dave's in band three. And therefore I know the range of Dave's salary. I think buffer is the big one that I know of where I believe they actually do publish everyone's salary. Like oh yeah. You can look up CEO makes this much, like hundred and something oh, thousand dollars a year. Most state governments will also publish that. So if you know that, that one of your true. neighbors works as an accountant for the, your, your state, you can usually go online and find their salary. Yeah. Or, or professors at state schools or something like that. Oh, and I will say that, uh, going back to the four components of compensation, I've noticed that state employees have a lot of compensation benefits that you might not be able to see on that spreadsheet. For example, in the state of Utah, state employees get something like a 14% retirement savings contribution uh, that just automatically gets added to the savings account. It doesn't come out of your check. They just put it in. And that's pretty big, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, so huge. you got you have to keep, take that into account when you're considering how much they get paid there. We Yeah, we didn't specifically mention 401k matching or retirement savings, but that's... Yeah, that's a pretty big deal to just yeah, get it, it can be. free money. It can be. Um, uh, I've seen, so what are some of the numbers you've seen where companies offer a 401k match? Uh, I think I've seen like 2 to 4% is about. So yeah. the company will put in about that much uh, mm-hmm. and you have to put they'll, in some amount to qualify that for that. Of your salary, yeah. The best, the best I've ever seen is they'll match dollar for dollar up to 6%. And that was at a humongous oil company a few years ago. Wow. Um, more, I've seen more common is I've seen 4 to 5%. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And uh, of course, 401k is kind of weird, but what that basically means is that that money you put in gets deducted from your U.S. federal income tax obligation. So it's as if you made less money as far as the IRS is concerned. Mm -hmm. And then later, when you take that money out at retirement age, you have to pay taxes on it at whatever the current tax rate is. There, There's all kinds of arcane uh, logic around. You can also do where you, you do pay tax up front. Oh, right. Then, so that's called a Roth 401k. <laughs> yeah. And then and then it's you're kind of betting like, will taxes go up or down? Yep, yep exactly. In the time while this money is in here and how much? And so mm-hmm. I, I just picked the easy one because I don't want to have to worry about it. Which and, one's the easy one? Uh, just whichever one is the default. The, the one th- that was already checked on the checkbox. <laughs> yeah, I think I think where I currently work, it's the, the normal, the non-Roth 401k. Oh, the it's like an extra step to do a Roth. So I didn't yeah. do it because I don't want to stress out about choosing. Because you don't want to retire. Why would I ever retire? I love my job. <laughs> Retirement's for suckers. Yeah. Um, great. So uh, now everybody knows how to get paid. I, I have one more thing I want to talk about. <laughs> Please do. So it, when we started talking about why don't we just tell the salaries or everyone's salaries oh, yeah, to each yeah, other, yeah. I don't think we ever answered that. Yeah, why, we didn't. Why don't we? Yeah, why don't we? Do you know? I think... Uh, businesses certainly have an incentive for their employees not to talk to each other about their salary they do they do they could they can maintain an advantage over you yeah and it's super illegal for them to punish you for talking about it but oh really yeah well is this only in california this might just be one of those like i'm not a lawyer hacker news comments i read Mm -hmm. but i I, i'm pretty sure it's illegal for them to to punish you for discussing salary oh interesting um so i think a lot of it is just like people's bosses will tell them don't tell so-and-so how much you got made or how many stock options you got have you ever had a boss tell you that overtly i've never had that i can't remember an incident even in companies where it's clearly the culture is we do not disclose our salaries to each other i've still never had anyone i think it's just a cultural expectation yeah it's funny how that has evolved huh yeah but i i think a lot of it is also the stuff we talked about earlier where um if you find out you make a lot less money than someone that you perceive as doing less than you, you're going to be mad. Yep. And you can go demand a raise, um, but that might not always have a happy ending. They might just say, like, we don't have money to give you a raise. And I, I don't know. So I, I've actually heard one interesting argument in favor of uh, keeping salaries private. Um, and that is that salary is a very personal decision. And the, the, the value of dollars, of money, to each individual is different depending on your circumstances. You know, like a $50,000 salary to me will mean something very different to someone who's in a different circumstance from me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe it depends on people you're providing for. Maybe it depends on where you choose to live. Uh, you know, and so the value of money is different. And so why would it be a universal measure? Why not say, well, everyone can negotiate that individually so that they can, you know, come to a conclusion about what the money means to them for their needs? I, I think that's a really mature way to look at it. And I think I would have a really hard time not looking at the number and being like, mm-hmm. that number is bigger than my number. Yeah. So they yeah. are better than I am. Or they should be. And if they're not, you're pissed. Yeah. And, and or feeling like they're valued more than I am. And Jameson, let me tell you, no one should be valued more than you. <laughs> Nobody puts Jameson in a corner. <laughs> yeah. Uh, should we talk about stock? Um, we could, but we, I don't know that we have time to do it justice. It's been, it's been about 20 minutes and we want to. Let's talk about silly, uh, compensation schemes that you've seen before. Have you seen anything weird that's outside what we just talked about? (laughs) 
It sounds like you have, so I want to hear yours. No, I actually haven't. I just was wondering if you had. Uh, no. <laughs> Not like, off the well, top of my head. Like, let's say you go to work for a uh, donut company, and they'll pay you in donuts or something. You ever they'll seen that? They'll pay you in heart attacks. Um, no, <laughs> I, I worked at a dry cleaner when I was in college, uh-huh. or sorry, when I was in high school, and uh-huh. we worked next door to a pizza place, though. And so we traded dry cleaning for pizza. Sweet. So you could clean their clothes and then they could, you clean the pizza stains off their clothes and then yeah. get them back clean. And <laughs> um, what it really turned into was them getting their clothes clean once a month and then us getting a pizza every single night. <laughs> and they would gradually get just crappier and crappier until it was just like a piece of bread with a little <laughs> drop of sauce on it. And then the rest was probably just spit from them being mad at us. But we still ate it because it was free. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was it was really weird. <laughs> Dry cleaners are weird places. <laughs> oh gosh. That's awesome. Uh, I have not I have uh, really truly I have not seen a lot of unusual compensation. Although I will say this, a uh, good friend of mine down in Utah County, which is a county just south of us. Uh, actually, that's the county that Jameson is in right now. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. He runs a company and he hires people who have uh, atypical backgrounds to come do software development for him. And he pays them minimum wage. And he says, look, I'm taking a risk on you. You're not proven. You've maybe been doing software development in your basement for a few months and now you want to try it out. I'm going to pay you minimum wage. And then as you demonstrate that you're good, I'll start, I'll pay you a real wage, but I'm going to give you a chance to break into the industry and I'm going to pay you very, very little um, to just see how you do. Have you ever heard of that before? Uh, I mean, I guess there's, yeah, there's stuff like that with internships or junior developers or also people that do mm-hmm. contract to hire where you don't get any benefits, you don't get any bonus. It's just mm-hmm. all yeah, just cash salary. And, and then maybe if it, if it goes well, then you come on as a full-time employee. So I do want to talk about internships real quick. I think that's a hugely underutilized resource for people who are learning. Uh, especially if you're in college, maybe pursuing computer science, there are opportunities to go and make twenty to twenty-five dollars an hour, all around you. And most I'm pretty sure students, some of the Google in, Google interns make a lot more than I do. Yeah, okay, or Microsoft talking, interns. Or yeah, something I think like you're that. right. I think you're right. Um, but even that is a fabulous income for a college student. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's at the very bottom of the scale. I mean, if you're going to go work for one of those big elite companies. Now, when I was in college, I remember thinking, oh, I want to go work for a big tech company as an intern, but I just never could make it work because I had to relocate or they were super picky. But around your location where you are now, there's a very good chance that there's companies who are willing to pay you 20 to 25 bucks an hour as an intern. And it'd be a fantastic experience for you and decent money. So never discount that. Okay, I have one final question, then I think we need to wrap it up. Okay. Do you do you want to talk about what a range could be at all? If 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 someone is listening and they're just like, I have no idea. Like minimum wage is is X amount of thousand mm-hmm. a year. I don't know off the top of my head what it is. Do I make something near near that? Do I make a million dollars a year? Do do you wanna go on the record as as here's the <laughs> typical range, or do you not want to risk that? Um I'll tell you a few data points that are outside of my own direct experience right now, because I think that would be the most, that would be most respectful of people's privacy. Mm -hmm. Um, I've actually got some interesting data that I think uh, from a bootcamp, a software developer bootcamp that I think would be interesting and also something that I know they publicize. So it's not, you know, it's not private. Um, They have, their bootcamp graduates will graduate from like a 12 week full-time course in web development and they'll go make 
anywhere from mid $50,000 per year to mid $70,000 per year. So these are people with only three months of software development training and they go and, and can make that kind of money. Mm-hmm. So I think that that can help inform a little bit, at least what the, I'll just say that's the bottom end of the salary scale that I've observed uh, in present day. I mean, when I started working, which was almost 15 years ago, uh, salaries were much lower than that. Mm-hmm. Um, but also another interesting fact about that is that a few years before I got out of college and started working was the dot-com boom. And people were getting paid $80,000 right out of college with a $20,000 signing bonus to go work for companies like Intel and Microsoft. Mm-hmm. And just about a year before I graduated, that boom turned into a bust. And I was lucky to get a salary of $49,000 per year. Mm-hmm. So that there are seasonal fluctuations depending on the current prospector status of the uh, stock market <laughs> that will greatly influence what you can get paid. Yeah, I actually did an anonymous survey in our local JavaScript users group. I'm trying to find the data mm-hmm. and I cannot. Um, so it was, it was totally anonymous. Um, I, I think I ended up pulling out all the responses that you, you could optionally include years of experience and mm-hmm. some people did not. And I just made a little plot of uh, the people oh, that did. Cool. So the years of experience versus salary. And it was kind of weekly correlated, trending upward. Okay. But but there were definitely exceptions where people were a few years in and were making a lot. And people were many years in and were making less than those people. Hmm. And I think the range was something like 70 to 150 or 160 okay. grand or something like that. And this yeah. is, this is uh, very biased. It's people that respond in community um sure, settings sure. and it's self-reported yeah and self-reported and stuff but so even take 10 or 15 percent off of that and i think that's a reasonable ballpark you know to yeah. account for inflated self-reporting and then and then if you go to one of the big companies i think you're you could easily look at um over two hundred thousand in, in mm-hmm. total compensation with stock and, and all that stuff so that's kind of but then you have to live in california and <laughs> <laughs> not everyone wants to <laughs> <laughs> must be willing to relocate to san francisco yes yes <laughs> <laughs> all right so you're still not going to tell me how much you make is what i'm getting out of this uh you really danced around that one jameson no i'm not sorry dave that's not your namesake though jameson dance <laughs> dancing around questions <laughs> what a monster <laughs> yeah well we should uh we should wrap this one up where right. can people hear more about us dave they can go to our Twitter page, which is, uh, our handle is at softskillseng. Feel free to send us a direct message or tweet us. We love to hear from you. If you enjoy the show, let us know. If you don't enjoy the show, let your enemies know. <laughs> I'm. Why would they let their enemies know? To make them suffer. Oh, I thought, okay. Force Not- them to listen. <laughs> All right, got it. <laughs> they don't enjoy the show. Yeah, that one fell flat. I'm not going to pursue that more. <laughs> <laughs> Great. And, and of course, if you have a question you would like us to answer, please yes. send it and then we will uh, we'll put it in the queue. Thank you for listening. Yeah. We'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Bye.